It's Straight Talk from the Sober Chicks back again, and we're live at the Cape Cod Annual Symposium on Addictive Disorders, and we are here with Charlie Bentz, who is the owner, CFO, and very uh, amazing creator and important person of luxury extended care and transitional living services in Malibu, and can we get a visit to come and see you? That's the main <laughs> question I have to ask. And, do, and Charlie has very nicely offered to be interviewed totally on the fly. We just ran into him in the hallway, and but he he's was, prepping. He's, he's prepping. prepping with two very large cups Double of coffee fisting right now, coffee. which is going to be an ironic thing because Charlie, I'm not going to lie to you. This part, this segment, <laughs> is supposed to be on self-care for people in our field, colon take my advice, I'm not using it. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm a person in long-term recovery myself, Yes. and the only substance that I do abuse, and I'm not proud of it, I'm just gonna speak it, is caffeine, and I'm telling you something, through my pregnancies, which thank goodness I was sober through all my four pregnancies, I actually like detoxed before and had massive headaches, and it was really not pleasant. I don't drink caffeine, You are, thank God. Loser. So I'm just speaking for myself, but I actually do consider caffeine a wonderful drug and it increases memory performance as we age. That's all I'm gonna say about it. If you have attention and focus issues, it can help you focus. It doesn't really help me that much. Or maybe I'd be so horrible without it that it, I couldn't even work, I don't know. But if anyway. I drank that coffee before my presentation today, I would be hospitalized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but enough Where? about us. Enough about us. <laughs> and you got into the recovery field from Wall Street. Tell us a little bit about that. Thanks. Worked at BlackRock Asset Management, 52 oh, Park. Well, it was, it was somewhat indirect as it worked out. But I, I on September 4th, 2001, uh, the day after Labor Day, I checked into treatment in, in Silver Hill, New, uh, which is in New Canaan, Connecticut. Yes, it is. I've been yeah. there many times as a professional, and I used to work there. Yeah, they told me the last week of August just to uh, get my take a week off and get my head together. And you missed September 11th. You were in there for September 11th. I was in there for September 11th. Wow. Whoa. As a Wall Street professional. Yeah. That Did you think that that was a bit like higher power coincidence? Or what did you think about that at the time? That's kind of amazing. I never heard of anyone who, you like, know, I, from Wall Street, yeah. that... Wow. No, actually, my thoughts were all over the map, like everybody else yeah. was. And the higher power came to me in a different way, actually, in that while in there, but not from that perspective. Like I was not in New I'm York. I'm just thinking that's an amazing like that. coincidence. I thought I, yeah. I, I thought I, I wanted to be in New York, yeah. actually. That yeah. with my okay. my gang, my my, mm, my sort people. of feeling like. Did separated. you lose anyone that you worked with? I did not. Oh, thank God. I, I did not. My wife, my former wife to be, was also a Wall Street Your professional. Your former wife. To be. To be, okay. Yeah. We're, we're going to let that one go for now because we have a time limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can get into that one too. Uh, That's a whole nother a podcast. Whole nother, I've never heard that. I've heard a lot of partner type descriptions, I got to tell yeah. you, Charlie. I ain't never heard that one, but I like it. She had a lot of friends at Car Futures, which oh. is at the top of the Trader Center, and so she went on a binge while I was mm. in rehab. I was a daily drinker. I was sneak drinking actually uh, a quart of vodka every single night. That my I, I, I altered, That's a lot to sneak. It is. That's I don't, a big bottle. Did you have little tiny bottles? <laughs> I would carry around Poland Spring bottles or some other water bottles filled. You're with not vodka. the first that I've heard. It's Poland uh -huh. Spring. Really? Poland Spring is the choice. Of it is the yeah. choice of hiding, hiding the bottles. like right. clear, clear It's the alcohol. choice of alcohol. Look, you can hide it, it in the recycling bin. You can put it anywhere oh, you want. And well, I know somebody's people that had it at work. very and sniffs. Well, yeah. if you have it on your table, Get no one knows they think no it's water. No one knows they think it's water. We don't want to give people ideas. We don't want to give people ideas, but yeah. we already knew that. <laughs> 
But I, you know, I was in detox for six days on, on, on the seventh day or sixth night or something like that. They That's released so me into the, the general population <laughs> of rehab. <laughs> um, and I remember having this birth of empathy within me because the, the, the rehab was exploding. Everybody was in fear and let's nuke everybody oh and that God, kind of stuff. Yeah. But what I experienced actually Terrorism was I felt like bad for the people who worked at Silver Hill oh. because I figured that they were in the same circumstance that we, the clientele, were. We're, mm. we're all locals and we all knew somebody in the city and they had to hold it together and we're in a mental hospital as the patients and we can act like we want. You know what's interesting what you're, when you're speaking it's making me think about is when we're people not are be going to be on topic but I like this. No, this is actually this on is topic. Better. Are you ready this for how topic. I'm going to okay, bring, bring it all back? back? Are you ready? Bring I'm going to circle it back. Here we go. Circle Here we go. it back. Bam. Okay. So when people who are healthcare professionals, like the ones that were in the hospital at the time, yeah. are going through their own trauma and yeah. their own hard times, how hard it can be to help other people with their pain. So if you're can not I working through yes. your own pain, how hard that is to, you know, to be giving when your battery's depleted. Because I was running an adolescent treatment center the day of 9-11, and three of the kids in the treatment center had parents who worked in Manhattan, one in the World Trade Center, and thank God her, her dad came out okay, but we didn't know that. And most of my staff members were okay with it. One staff member, it was really funny, because I decided, we always fed them healthy food, but I was like, fuck it, we're getting pizza. You know, you know fuck it. <laughs> it was and, one of those oh, days. But we just, junk food, fine, we sat. And I wouldn't let my, one of my staff members wanted to keep the TV on. I'm like, nope, re-traumatizing, right. done. And then we sat, and I had a couple staff members who said, I have to go home, I can't. They didn't have people. If they had people, I would have sent them. No, it was they just knew, They knew they couldn't be with the kids, and I said, that's fine. You go, and it, it is, it's very, because of course everybody was being traumatized, mm -hmm. and you, and you, need, you should write that maybe as an essay, because we're not doing it justice right now. Okay. Well, yeah, because we're too powerful. But it's a very powerful thought. How about that? It, no, it's true. So that was your first moment of empathy. Now, yeah, rebirth of that. And you've had rebirth. a few others. Rebirth, not rebirth first, of I empathy meant in recovery. Oh, well, then it continued actually. So I was in the meeting, the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, on either that night or the next night. I can't remember. And the woman who came in was an extremely powerful speaker. And the circumstances in that meeting were just—you could, I could feel it. Uh, it was powerful. There's fear. There's pain. There's angst. There's everything. And so I uh, took a moment and I said a couple serenity prayers, and I got this warm feeling in my head wow so I had a, a spiritual awakening at that point in time which yeah. brings us right back to you know that concept of was there some sort of higher power involved and that's where it came in for me so I connected in that manner and I said hi God it's Charlie <laughs> and I'm I back. said, wow, this is weird, God, what's this? Yeah. 17 years of Catholic school and nothing like this. Uh, and I said... Dude, I'm a Catholic school survivor too. And I said, hey, uh, I think I'm going to be okay. But everybody else in here is really... <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to need your help. <laughs> um, dude, that reminds me of, can I use one of my best That's jokes absolutely. on you? My 11-step prayer, yeah. which I still say sometimes yeah. I'm not proud of it. God, thy will be done. But if you haven't made up your mind, I have some excellent suggestions. And I have some people, they got to be fixed. They, gotta, they, gotta, they need some help, people. <laughs>
That's good right? stuff. Is this a laugh Dude. track or is this me? No, no, it's true, but I like you. We're going to have you back to laugh. I know. Us. I almost think you we should, like, can we cut your laugh out and laughing. just, like, put it on a loop? No. no we Every time we say something it. funny, we need a laugh. You have a good laugh. I really need laugh right after But can I bring that back? Because, Charlie, yeah, you know what I like about you? What? You're obviously somebody who uses humor in your self-care. Absolutely. And I, I'm not going to lie. Yep. Every once in a while, I offend people with my humor. <laughs> <laughs> and you see how much Me I too. Care. <laughs> You're so impactful. You had a rebirth of empathy. Yeah. It, right now. Oh, right so now, much. she just had a rebirth of empathy. <laughs> it's I feel contagious. like everybody has some laugh. Absolutely. Well, that's part, part of our podcast. I'm the funniest person of all to laugh at myself. Absolutely. And we also laugh at each other. <sighs> all day long, Ben. A all lot. day long with you. So part of why we started this podcast was because we also want to bring some humor into what is kind of like a heavy field. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. There's some levity there. No, there is. But so many people. Like, okay, you're not going to have humorous <laughs> events every day when you're working with you know, well, depending on how you view them. I mean, we kind of do, but we're outpatient. But yeah. I did too when I was inpatient. But depends but on the to people. To be you're able, with. what is humor? But the spontaneous connection of two people without words, without it's just you laugh and you're sharing a moment, and mm. it's 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 a way to regain control. Actually, this is what the researchers say. I didn't mm. make this up. I'm not going to take credit, although I don't know which researcher said it. It's a way of taking control and in a way over a situation and distancing. and accepting and it distancing. at the same time and distancing. So Charlie, so do you use humor a lot in your recovery? I for self-care? I do. Absolutely. You do. You seem that way. You seem like a spontaneously fun-loving yeah. person. What else do you do? I saw pictures of your hot tub. I'm not going to lie. I do a lot of time in the hot tub. I okay, saw wait, the hot you, tub. You try to work out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. I, I try to work out with some level of consistency at least five times. And your a week. experience this morning. Oh no! You got to tell the self-care story. This is funny, <laughs> folks. Uh, which one was that? The, the gym trying story. to get. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, by the way, folks, he's down to half a cup of coffee. Yeah, with, from at, two. I wanted the Mar- venting americana <laughs> with an extra shot, and the we didn't have it. We had available. cheap coffee in a, in, a, in a paper cup. Oi vey! Oi vey! Ah. With the coffee. So I went out, I went for a run on a Friday morning here. So I go out and I do about 30 minutes of running, okay? Here I, is Cape Cod, by the way. It's raining, so I'm a little bit wet. The, I'm like, the drought's over! And I'm like, not in California anymore, so the oh, drought, oh, yeah. but so I we, go we've down. We've been droughting here, but not in I'm going to go down into the gymnasium. I'm going to do a steroid-free Hulk out. <laughs> and I have Hulk my out. headphones Ooh. on, and they stop me at the front desk. <laughs> not only did they stop me, but they also, she stayed on the phone while she stops me. I have to wait for her to then tell me that I'm too sweaty to go into the gym. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shower before the pool, but shower before the gym. I love it. Oh, <laughs> they didn't offer me a towel. They didn't offer me no, anything. You know, no water, we'll to, no you know agua frio. We were, we're going to talk to the hotel staff about that for you, Charlie, because they didn't know you were VIP. If you, if you want to talk about self-care, it's let's get some rest. Let's try to eat regularly. Mm. It doesn't necessarily have... I, I lived, my former wife-to-be was also an undiagnosed eating disorder, so it really so came many to women eat share that something problem. rather than yeah, nothing. nothing. Get some rest, exercise, and 
for me being in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, though, I don't know if that's a violation of really you know that one. But this it's go is to a the meeting, new trend that we can say whatever meeting, 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 meeting. So meeting, it's yes. always been my go-to move, and it, for quite frankly, it was the first thing I was actually capable of. Go to a meeting. I could okay. show up. I couldn't show up on time. I and they'll never talk, say you're too go. sweaty at the meeting. They don't. No. Even if you're in they detox. They accept you for your sweat. You know, if you go to an Al-Anon meeting, they might. It's, it's a little oh, scary. Don't. Wait. You know why, Charlie? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to reframe that for our audience because I believe there's many people in our field who are not in their own recovery from addiction who would benefit from Al-Anon and Coda. 100%. Because we all get a little codependent. Like even if you didn't, I happen to be in my own personal yes. recovery. Yes. What do you call it? But Coda. Cody. Oh, I, yeah, we're all Cody. Every single person that feels a little Cody, it's a baby. Killer. It's, so it's a killer, it's so dangerous. It's a killer, it's so dangerous. And the self-care deficits with some people with codependency. And I believe, I've met people in the field who didn't start out codependent yeah. and working in this, let's admit, it could be cray-cray the field, can we just say? Mick Jagger said, all my friends are junkies. All my That's friends not really are junkies. That's Monkey not Man. really true. There you go, one of my favorite songs, on headphones especially. But it is pretty much true. It's pretty much true. Because, can I just mention my mentor? Absolutely. Although I hope he never hears this podcast because okay. he doesn't know the side of me That's with okay. all the bad language. That's okay. But he wrote a book. It's yeah. actually the compilation of his lifetime work. Yes. And he called it Addiction as a Human Process. And what Dr. Edward Kansian says is that do not human beings use all levels of addictive process to deal with reality. Yes. Some of us are just kind of on the, let's just say, I'll speak for myself, on the lower level where anything freaking goes. But then doesn't everybody have their own levels? So whether it be shopping or perfectionism or this or that or worrying about things that really don't matter. We all have a tendency to have an addictive process when we're not feeling good. So you could start out without that kind of addictive process. Working in this crazy field, you can develop it, right? And I am pondering Ooh. actually trying to develop my characteristics of disassociative personality disorder. So it's a, a go-to So you want that disorder. Not be present. Absolutely. So you're actually trying to get that disorder. Now this is another thing of self-care. It, it, it's new. So it's early in the study <laughs> phase. It's early in the development. And it's N of one. That would be Charlie. <laughs> I, I don't could, think it's going to work with you. Dave. I could mention my mentor. My mentor, Please. he also uh, uh, you know, he it was called the Great Shark Hunt, I believe, and it was Hunter Thompson. It was an early collection of his writings. Oh, but he never got it. He never got I know. It. I have a major resentment, truthfully, toward Jean Wenner. I think Jan helped with that situation in a negative way. You know, I don't even know who that is. He's the publisher of Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Hunter wouldn't have been... Well, I bet they thought he wouldn't have been as fun sober. I think he would have been more fun. He would have been more have fun, and he might he'd still be row. with. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, I know, dude. Can we, we just give a shout out to whom? To your program. You can oh. describe your program just real quick, oh. though. Oh. Elevator uh, speech. Malibu Beach sober living. We do um, long-term transitional living in Malibu, California. We have four locations. We customize continuing care plans for everybody by matching diagnosis and resources with professional. And we're on the verge of really doing some new cutting-edge stuff with respect to chronic pain. Long Oh, you know what? Such a desperate pain. need. Absolutely. In closing, we must remember to take our recovery seriously. But please do not take yourself too seriously. <laughs> this is signing out for the Sober Chicks.